Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, Certified Lymphedema Therapist and the host of Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of Lymphedema Podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each week, I discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better the journey ahead. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Today's episode is brought to you by the National Lymphedema Network. Welcome back for episode 37 of Lymphedema Podcast. October is upon us and pink ribbons are everywhere. It is officially Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm not a fan of all the pink. Generally speaking, I don't like that color. I never have. But especially after treating my first male breast cancer patient, I just really didn't like pink. Hear me when I say this. Yes, 100% the Race for the Cure, Awareness Month, and pink ribbons are important and serve as a great, fabulous, necessary source of education. I don't dislike or not promote Breast Cancer Awareness Month because of the pink ribbons. My first male breast cancer patient taught me so much about breast cancer, and I want to share his story as an encouragement to any male listening who may feel like an imposter. Spoiler alert, Mr. Birmingham died. Now, that doesn't sound very encouraging, does it? No. But the point of the conversation is this. Men have breasts. Breast cancer does not care if you are male or if you are female. To start, men who are diagnosed with breast cancer often have poor prognosis, meaning their outcomes are not good because they wait so long to go to the doctor. In general, I see that this happens with men for any symptom. It can be a cold, it can be the flu. I mean, we've all heard of man flu, right? In addition to being hesitant to see a doctor, men are embarrassed to say that they have breasts. I remember specifically, Mr. Birmingham once told me, and I quote, I don't mind telling people now that I have breast cancer, but I was ashamed at first. I felt like a liar or an imposter because women have breasts, not men. His statement has stuck in my head for over three years now, and I often wear black with my pink to events to represent male breast cancer as well. I could not dedicate the series or promote Breast Cancer Awareness Month without sharing his story and telling the importance of including all breasts in breast cancer awareness. Here are some facts from the American Cancer Society. The American Cancer Society estimates about 2,670 new cases of invasive male breast cancer will be diagnosed this year, 2019. About 500 men will die from breast cancer. So men and others listening, because we all know 
Men don't see the doctor unless their significant other is nagging them. Go see your doctor at the first sign. Speaking of signs, the American Cancer Society lists these signs and symptoms of male breast cancer. A lump or swelling, which is often painless, but not always. Skin dimpling or puckering. Nipple retraction, your Audi turns into an innie. Redness or scaling of the nipple or the breast skin. And discharge from the nipple. Don't wait until you have a protruding tumor to see your doctor. If you won't go for yourself, go for those who love you and are counting on you. I promise I'm not going to spend the entire time talking about male breast cancer because there's others who need to hear this message too. People who are newly diagnosed, men and women, with breast cancer, or anyone currently being treated, or anyone who's a survivor of breast cancer. Up to 75% of people who undergo a modified radical mastectomy after being diagnosed with cancer will develop lymphedema as a result of their treatment. Secondary lymphedema is caused by an injury to the lymphatic system. This injury can be caused from a variety of things. So today, I want to talk about the risks of developing lymphedema from breast cancer. First, cancer itself does not directly cause lymphedema. If there is a tumor blocking the lymph drainage, then there can be lymphatic swelling, but cancer itself does not cause lymphedema. Secondly, I want to go over which part of treatment can cause lymphedema. Just today, I was posting a picture on Instagram, and a woman commented and said, and they're lying if they tell you you only get lymphedema after radiation. And that's true. And it's not that they're lying to you because they don't want to tell you the truth. It's because radiation almost ensures that you will get it, but it's not a 100% guarantee. And they're not lying in the sense of they don't want to tell you the truth. But to be honest... There is no magical number, there is no equation, there is no definite reason why some people get lymphedema and some people do not get lymphedema after breast cancer treatment. Some parts of treatment that can cause lymphedema include a biopsy, lymph node removal, a lumpectomy, mastectomy, either full, partial, radical, radiation, and chemo treatment. Biopsy is the first step in treatment planning. During a biopsy, some tissue from the cancer is removed as well as some tissue from the surrounding lymph nodes to be tested for cancer. When lymph nodes are biopsied, there's a chance of lymphedema occurring because it damages the lymphatic system. I mentioned earlier that lymphedema is caused by an injury to the lymphatic system. A biopsy does not ensure you will develop lymphedema. As you will learn throughout this episode, there is not a magic number of lymph nodes or radiation treatments that will cause it. Following lymph node biopsy, there's often a surgery that follows, and it's based on what the findings of the biopsy are. The surgery can range from lumpectomy to where they remove the tumor and leave the remaining breast tissue, to as far as removing the entire breast and some surrounding tissue and muscles around it. 
Radical mastectomies aren't often performed in current practices, but there are still women living today with the effects of their radical mastectomy years ago. Mastectomies remove the breast tissue, either partial or in full, and they often remove surrounding lymph nodes to further test for a disease. As I mentioned before, there is not a magic number of lymph nodes you can afford to lose, and there's not a guarantee that a minimally invasive biopsy will not cause lymphedema to occur. I was recently at the Harvard Patient Symposium where Dr. Singal was presenting on surgical procedures for lymphedema management. He stated that during a mastectomy or lymph node removal, he performs a lymphovenous anastomosis, which is also called an LVA, and during this procedure, it connects the end of a lymphatic vessel into a vein. This simple procedure can restore lymphatic function before it's even an issue. More doctors need to do this, but more importantly, more patients need to ask for this procedure during a mastectomy. Education is key. The importance of the LVA is that the lymphatic vessels return lymphatic fluid to the heart, it's put back into the blood, it's pumped through your system, you filter it out, you urinate the excess fluid. When you take the end of the lymphatic vessel and you put it into a vein, veins carry unoxygenated blood back to the heart to be reoxygenated and to put back into your system. So it's completely bypassing the process of the lymphatic vessel and it's dropping off that lymphatic fluid directly into the vein, which is going directly to the heart. That's why it's such a key procedure. The National Lymphedema Network invites you to attend their annual conference October 26th through the 28th at the Weston Boston Waterfront. This is a great opportunity to hear from leaders in the lymphedema community as they speak about topics that are relevant to you. You won't want to miss this great event. Go to www.lymphnet.org for more details. Use the promo code PODCAST when registering to receive a special discount offer. The National Lymphedema Network, empowering people with lymphedema to live life to the fullest. Lastly, I want to talk about the importance of cancer treatment. Cancer treatment is a good thing. It saves your life, but it does come with side effects. No one wants to be the person to say, I saved your life and I killed your cancer, but I gave you this irreversible condition that's progressive, causes pain, decreases your function, and can lead to disability. The truth is, there are side effects that do not go away after breast cancer treatment. There are battles you will still be fighting 5, 10, 25 years after remission. After someone is diagnosed with breast cancer, the last thing they are thinking of is the side effects of killing or removing that cancer. You can only think about this moment, wanting to not have cancer and wanting to get your life back. If you're lucky enough to have a doctor or nurse talk to you about lymphedema, it probably sounds minor compared to the shock of learning you have breast cancer. But please, take the time to consider how it can impact your future. Make time to see the lymphedema therapist and ask all the questions to better educate yourself. The symptoms of lymphedema related to breast cancer include heaviness of the arm, swelling in the hands or fingers, and tight-fitting clothing or jewelry of that one arm. Symptoms can be present in the breast, 
and the underarm region as well. Some skin changes to look for include tightness, pockets of fluid around a scar, or an orange peel texture of that breast tissue. If you have any of these symptoms, make an appointment with your oncologist to get a referral for a certified lymphedema therapist. And I would also caution that if you've had breast cancer or you're currently being treated for breast cancer and you've not seen a certified lymphedema therapist, ask your oncologist or primary care physician for a referral. It's likely that you can begin prophylactic treatment to decrease or eliminate your risk of developing lymphedema. Before I close up, I want to remind you again that the American Cancer Society estimates that 2,670 new cases of invasive male breast cancer will be diagnosed this year in the United States, and about 500 men will die from this disease. Please don't wait until it's too long if you are a male and you are experiencing some symptoms. Also, if you have a woman in your family who has died from breast cancer, go get tested. See if you carry that genetic factor as well. Women carry it and men can carry it. So if you have a family history of breast cancer, please go have that checked out. I also want to follow up with the points that I covered today. Cancer itself does not directly cause lymphedema. And as I've mentioned a few times already, there is not a magical number of lymph nodes that you can afford to lose or a certain number of radiation treatments that will cause lymphedema. Any injury to your lymphatic system increases your risk of developing lymphedema. And finally, I hope you hear me say this, cancer treatment is a good thing. Cancer treatment does save your life, and it is important. Take the time to educate yourself and to learn more about the things that are to follow your cancer treatment. And I know it's a hard thing to do because in the moment, it's a lot of information and it's a lot of people talking at you and you're in shock and you're just numb. And that funny word, that funny L word, lymphedema, it just doesn't sound like much when you're thinking about the risk of saving your life or living your life with some swelling. I just hope that you take the time to learn and educate yourself and to help educate others if you're a current breast cancer survivor or if you're currently going through cancer treatment, that you would help to spread the awareness of that so that more people in our community aren't stuck living with the effects of their cancer treatment. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you've enjoyed learning more about lymphedema related to breast cancer. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.